Ohio, Roland. Listen, could I borrow your English notes? You've got to be kidding. But I lent you my math homework at least ten times. Sorry, Stevens. It's a dog-eat-dog -dog world out there. I got to look out for number one. Pig. This is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, episode 341, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. I'm Scott Johnson. It is a week after Nerdtacular, and we're happy to be here. Joining me today, Brian, his creepy science teacher, blows cigar smoke into expensive scientific equipment. Dunaway. Mm. <laughs> oh, hi. I'm going to ask you guys, would you prefer the short American version or the long Russian version of my intro this week? Oh, man, oh, that's a hard long call. long Russian version. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I must warn you, my Russian is bad. Okay, here we go. Yes. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I've totally lost it now. Yeah, it's already... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. at one point? Yes, yes. Hello, is this Kremlin? This is, uh, this is top secret KGB agent reporting in... I have just returned from American nuclear facility in Ithaca. Oh my I have brought with me samples of American plutonium. I must say the mission was easier than we had imagined. Ronald Reagan's Americans are so overconfident in their security that they have left full sample on table unguarded. However, if this sample represents the full force of the American might, then we can sleep well tonight, comrade. Early tests have shown that this plutonium is not very effective explosive. I feel so safe with this container that I slept with it under my pillow last night. I was surprised to discover this morning that I had sprung a leak during my slumber. When I woke up, I was sure that I would have radiation sickness. But instead, my hair has never been fuller or shinier and smell it. Oh, this is a phone joke. Yes, I know that's not how that works, yeah. but this movie could be called That's Not How Any of This Works. <laughs> For sure. Holy shit, your accent is so bad, dude. That I is... told you it was bad, and oh. I gave you the choice up front. Oh, it was great. So you have nobody I'm... to blame but yourself. No, I'm glad we, I'm glad we went that way, because it turned out great. All right, uh, also with us, Randy, here at this facility, we only hire the worst night security guards, Jordan. Aloha, Scott, Brian, Brian. Randy. Thanks for joining me on this tour of my highly secured, but nothing unusual going on here, no siree laser lab. Over here we have Walt, the world's oldest security guard. We employ old people because they're going to die soon anyway. So if there were some sort of accident here, not that there's anything dangerous here. Yeah, so um, this is the laser, and this is a Faraday cage. You Never, never mind why that's here. What? What's that? Oh, that's just the the lubricating fluid for the robot. What, what do you mean? Wait, oh, 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 that. Oh, that's where we keep our lunch. Yeah. So what? Wait, what? What's that? Uh, it's plutonium two thirty nine. You little shit. Keep pestering me, and I'm gonna call your mother. Oh man. Seriously, what's her number? I want to call your mother yeah, so bad. Okay, sway into his mom. <laughs> Dude, that's some acting. You got, you got, you, you yeah. were doing some method acting there. I liked it. 
finally, author, author. <laughs> finally, Brian. Hey, I know I stole your nuclear material, but I'm also going to put a shit ton of sugar in your coffee just to be a dick, Emmett. Yeah. Wow. Uh, prescient. Hey, Larry, I swear there's some nights it's tough to be a security guard at a secret nuclear laboratory. First off, you've got those random whirring noises, like a little remote-controlled 4x4 pickup truck. I swear, remote-controlled cars make me want to hide behind the nearest wooden crate. <laughs> then, there's the fact that the whole building is made out of corrugated tin with about an inch of fiberglass insulation. But to top it all off, this coffee tastes funny. Not funny ha-ha, but funny tee-hee. <laughs> funny, I'm going to have diabetes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, it had a, it had a fun little payoff at the end with him yeah. kind of looking at his coffee like, oh yeah, my gosh, what's back going at the on? guy. You mean he looked back at Pervo, the yeah. married man who's into the high school chick. Yeah, high school chick from Sex in the City. He's all into yeah. her. Uh, that drove me slightly crazy because I don't. I've never seen a ton of Sex in the City, but you've seen like that whole show, right? Like from top watch to bottom. Watch the whole damn series, but neither of the movies. Like, there's any consolation in the fact that I watched the entire series, but neither of the movies. Did you? Did you immediately recognize her and go, "Oh, she's the she's the fourth one"? I don't care about. Oh that yeah. Much. yeah, no, no, she's Miranda. She uh, <laughs> there was there's something I found very attractive about Miranda over uh, Samantha and. Um, uh, Who's the Charlotte? Brothers? Charlotte was my favorite, but there was something kind of sassy and cute about Miranda. And, uh, oh my uh, God, what am I talking? Yeah, what about? are listen I to know, you? Jeez. I like sassy. Are you going to tell me how handsome you think uh, uh, Mr. Big was? Mr. Chris Big was, Noth? yeah, Chris Noth. He's a dick, though. <laughs> he never really knew how to treat uh, Carrie. He was <laughs> listen. He was really good at solving crimes on uh, on uh, Law and Order for twenty years or however long he did That's it. Right. Well, uh, yeah, the movie is The Manhattan Project. Uh, this was my first viewing. I, I had no idea this existed. I feel like I'd seen, you know, this is like one of those walk around blockbuster and see a cover and go, oh, that looks like something, and then never think about it again. Uh, probably because this came out in 1986. Uh, John Lithgow doing his thing. He's, you know, this is what, pre-Harry and the Hendersons or post? I don't even know. Uh Pre, about like a year or two, right? Was, wasn't yeah, Harry like 88 or something? Very early... Uh john lithgow stuff yeah Young, although i don't yeah. think it predates yeah it doesn't predate uh footloose where he played the preacher dad no but uh right yeah where he played kevin bacon no it wasn't. i mean i listen i don't know if you guys have seen him lately but man that dude is great like he's, oh, he's fantastic unbelievable and he's good in this but there's something that always annoys me about him in the 80s i don't know what it is can't put my finger on it but he's he's annoying he, to me yeah this came he right after clueless. yeah this came uh right after uh world according to garp which was kind of the first thing that i remember ever seeing him in yeah as i didn't a see anything after the i didn't see anything after the uh the the penis biting off scene oh. <laughs> is that where he's turned off the movie oh. yes like, like, i'm done like, i'm done gotta go wait a minute uh, there's the a penis zone. biting off scene in the world yeah. i've never seen the world yes. according to garp and in, 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 in the library in san benito texas when i was a kid <laughs> i i took down the john irving book the world according to garp and found there were a bunch of pages missing someone had removed <laughs> interesting the, really? the, the most graphic the russians did it yeah there's several wow. there's several different spots in that book that are graphic sex i thought they were and just i thought that was like a lighthearted uh, comedy thing it's ooh, not no, no. no it's a very heavy it's a surprisingly heavy film it feels like i mean it's yeah. uh hmm. it's it's early robin williams and it's very there's well, some the, dark dark moments the, there. and right. the movie is way lighter than the book 
Yeah. Right. Oh wow. Really? Is it? Okay, I, I haven't know. read the book. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The book is a the book is is a celebration of the darkness of of the other civil rights uh, you know movements in the United States. So mm. like other than black civil rights, it's a celebration of feminism and of homosexual civil rights and so on. Only it's very dark because it's set during the time, you know, in like the 60s and 70s when nothing was going right for those movements. Right. Is there, I mean, is it a celebration of one biting off another one's wiener? Like, is that the deal? <laughs> no. It was, uh, so, you know, the, the, the way that plays out is uh, um, Garp's wife is messing around with another guy I'm in a car outside their house. Yeah. And uh, Robin Williams wants to catch them. Yeah. And so he rams, he, he comes home, he sees them in the car, and he runs into the car as hard as he can. And oh, a penis is sitting off. This freaks me out. <laughs> I know. The, the whole, oh, my hell, dude. The whole thing, the whole thing right. being, it's, this is one of several spots in that book where the theme of sexuality always leads you to bad things is played out graphically. And it's like, (laughs) it's, it's really unfortunate, but I didn't know as a kid with a a dead guy or a dying guy so that uh, she can have garp. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I pulled. I yeah, that's true. That's also true. It starts with Jeez. yeah, with the rape of a soldier in a hospital. You're you're reshaping my entire perception of life. I didn't know this was what this was. I thought it was like this quirky dude that wandered like around. He gets the world according to Patch Adams. Yeah, you? I did. I did. I thought it was just like Robin Williams going, "Oh yeah, life is funny, isn't it? Quirky, how weird. I'm gonna travel around and look what I learned today. That's really what I thought." Enough flubber. No RV. Yeah. No. <laughs> This is crazy. All right, that is the, our photo. That is easily right. that is easily the and most really, derailed we've ever gotten. The quickest on a show, but anyway, but, go ahead. but I just I just want to finish the story. So I'm a kid. I'm like 11. I go to the public library and I've heard of this movie that I've not been allowed to see. Mm-hmm. And I see the book John Irving, The World According to Garp, and I pull it down and I read the whole damn thing, and I don't realize that I've been skipping over tons of sections where the pages had been torn out. Presumably by some busybody local who, you know, didn't want kids to nope. read about anything naughty. Nope. <laughs> and and so I actually thought it was I thought it was a pretty bad book. Like it didn't really it didn't really speak to me at that age. What happened to his penis? I don't understand. The pages are missing. <laughs> yeah. And so then so then I read it again uh, and when I was in my twenties and I was like, this is a fantastic book. I must have just been an idiot as a kid and then i it slowly dawned on me that i had just been missing big chunks mm-hmm. that i was you know prevented by these crazy people yeah anyway <laughs> crazy people um, known as parents yeah. <laughs> uh, well i mean look i this you know whatever this movie i never heard of it manhattan project i assumed it was actual an actual telling of the tale of the creation of the atomic bomb Batman and the right. little boy right? yeah all yeah. that stuff that's not manhattan man yeah it didn't happen um in fact if you yeah. google search manhattan project you get all these cool black you're, and white photos because you're thinking of philadelphia project well, right yeah movie wise but the, if well, you look up manhattan project it's a real thing and there's black and white photos of dudes working on shit and it's you know it's a real deal <laughs> but if you have to put movie at the end of that to get anything related to this so mm-hmm. yeah. it feels like one of those things it's like calling a movie today it's like saying um 
uh, what would it be? It'd be calling, calling it, it Pearl Harbor it and then World War Two. Yeah, we're calling right. it Pearl Harbor and then finding out it's a, a teen sex romp about <laughs> something about a woman so, named Pearl. Yeah. Okay, but there is there is a thematic <laughs> connection here. I just want to. I, I I don't want to make the film sound good because it's not. But there Wait. is a th- there's a thematic Arguing. connection yeah. for the name, okay. and that is that the original. Uh, Trinity Project at Los Alamos and other places was very much like children playing God because mm-hmm. the the scientists who weren't children but who were doing things that no one had ever done and just finding out what would happen were very much like children in a, in that one aspect that they they really didn't weren't able to predict what you know was going to happen so they were they were experimenting with really really dangerous stuff in the real world and ha- and that had consequences. So this film it's I think it's okay to call it the Manhattan Project. I, I really do. I it, right. it the this allegory of child, you know, genius doing something that he doesn't really know why and he doesn't really know how dangerous it is. It makes sense to me. And I can't think of a better title, so there's yeah. also that. He's also so, he, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Don. No, no. no, no I was just going to say that I I I I think this kid is a psychopath. Yeah. I, yeah. I, <laughs> no, you're not wrong. I mean, it goes from being, you know, like, oh, he's kind of a little scamp, isn't he? And, yeah. you know, he teases the class nerd and da-da-da. And then it turns into, like, no, he is, like, borderline terrorist. Yeah. He is. It's, uh, when he goes in. Okay, so this movie is kind of part of it's a heist movie. And usually the mm-hmm. fun in a heist movie is the setup. So you go to someone's. You know, you go to someone's house and you sit down and you have a big map and you oh, first yeah. we'll walk through. You have a montage. Yeah. We'll go. We'll go here and we'll do this and then we'll do this. And it's fun. And you feel like you're a part of the heist. In this one, you're dropped in the middle of a heist movie and it's the kid and he's running around MacGyver and stuff. And you're like, "What's this kid doing? I think he's just gonna blow the whole place up. He's yeah. insane." Right. Yeah. Right. And you know. Yeah. And I know the I, whole premise of the movie is, oh, he takes it too far, but. Yeah. He should be if he's smart enough to know all these things that he already knows. And he's a very he's you know, he's written to be a, an extremely intelligent kid. Right, right. He should know, all right, uh building a, an atomic bomb and taking it to the the science fair is is a really really bad idea. <laughs> a bad bad idea. So, if the if the purpose of this movie was to scare the bejesus out of us and go, there's some crazy kids out there. Mission accomplished. Yeah, if they were right. trying to get us to be on the side of the kid, nah. <laughs> so they okay, they weren't trying to get us to be on the side of the kid, but the movie's okay. different in 2017 than it was in the 1980s. Yeah. And right. I know this because I watched it as when I was a kid, yes, when I was too. the yes. when I was the when I was about, oh, it, it must have come out on DVD, not DVD, VHS. It must have come out on VHS when I was about 12. Mm-hmm. And my memories of seeing it the first time, my, my parents rented it. I watched it over and over. My memories are like, uh, I was really in love with Cynthia Nixon at the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there, but the summary She's, is. She is cute in this film. The, no, and, no argument. And sexually aggressive, and she smokes. And sexually aggressive. And she wears and... she wears ironic shirts where she watches TV yeah. with a TV on her shirt. Yep. She and wears she... impossibly long denim button up yeah. shirts. She's got a big old <laughs> braid drove... down the front. Who puts a braid and in she... the front? That's crazy. And she drove she drove a Ford Escort. <laughs> that would end up being my first car. And that's not really relevant, but yeah. um... those were by the way, those were colossal pieces of garbage. That car. Yes, my first car. Ford Escort, Ford Escort. Yeah. Really easy to repair though. I learned everything True about story. it. 
Yeah. Also, really easy to set on fire, as Tina and I found out. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but the other thing about her uh, that that really spoke to me when I was twelve was the fact that she just goes along. She falls in love with this guy instantly and right. goes along with any. She will participate in anything for him instantly. But and, isn't this drugstore drugstore cowboy or Bonnie and Clyde kind of? Kind oh, of. Yeah, well, except that, and I, and this is where I disagree. I think, I think he, we are absolutely supposed to be on the side of this kid. It's written to be, oh, they're doing this big government cover up, and they're hiding this thing, and she's going to expose it, and he's going to help expose it, and we're, and and he's going to be free at the end. If we're not supposed to be rooting for the kid, who are we supposed to be rooting for? Yeah, no one's the Where's answer. It, by the end, it's just right. I, again. I think, Randy, and that's why I think it's not necessarily a Bonnie and Clyde thing as much as a. I mean, it feels like. It feels like they decided to remake War Games two years after they made (laughs) War Games. Except really bad because you loved Matthew Broderick, right? Right, but here's the difference. Here's the difference. In War Games, you you had uh, empathy and you cared about the the lives of the people and they had, and more importantly, they had empathy in their world. They they seemed to have an understanding that, oh my gosh, this actually means the death of millions. Like, we got to be careful and blah, 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 blah. Like, it it became, the, the weight of the situation became real. This kid seems to be completely emotionally detached he's like the definition of a sociopath and doesn't have any kind of like emotional intelligence so when he's doing these things he's just like yeah i just want to win first place it's like dude you have a you have a nuclear device in your first place somebody brought a giant bubble machine you can't win there are you kidding me roland invented the internet yeah that's that's true roland invented the internet i forgot about that (laughs) little shithead freaking hate that kid I love to I, hate Roland. I don't <laughs> want this entire episode to be me ranting about the bad science in this movie, but oh, please, I just we just ran past something that really bothered me. Right, right out of the gate, <laughs> our our trope of the teenage science genius, mm, which yeah. is so tropey. Believe me, I, I real knew, genius, I, baby. I, yep. I knew teenage science geniuses. <laughs> I met yeah. them at science fairs when I was a teenager. This this idea that we start on this kid and he's in the lab early, okay? So the teacher lets these kids in the lab early. Yeah. Okay, no. That has never happened. But secondly, um, he's in there. So he's stirring a freaking uh, Florence flask with a long pipette. Like, it's, he's got <laughs> no idea how you do science. And, yeah. then, and then he's, You're like, supposedly, right. <laughs> supposedly making an explosive... But it's a it's a contact explosive. Whatever you, that it, is. Listen, if you stir, can someone answer me this? Because this is something I don't know. If you st- uh, stir dishwashing liquid long enough, will it turn into a little metal shavings? Is that how that works? No, no, no that no, was he that put, was he put, you missed it. Yeah, you missed it because he. Uh, in, yeah, there's a was... scene right before he kisses Smoky Smoky Lady, uh, <laughs> Smoky the Lady, it, it, on the couch. <laughs> he is adding. He's adding what looks like baking soda, glitter, and he's got aluminum foil. It's very, yeah. it's very yeah. quick. Okay, but it, I missed. Yeah. I blinked and, that, and that, missed it. What Scott's talking about is and a it filtering. is Alberto VO five. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> Sorry, Scott's talking about filtering, and you didn't you didn't realize he had a, like a cheesecloth, and the, the yeah, fluid was going through and leaving the flakes. Oh of no, metal no, he's, we're talking about in the in his house when he's actually making the. Yeah, well, he's, over at, he's yeah. over at the girls' girls' house. By the way, oh right, this yeah. kid is not only a sociopath; he's also a kleptomaniac. Yep, witnessed mm-hmm. by his bag of stolen shit. Yep, yeah. because everything he has in that bag, I'm pretty sure mom is like going, <laughs> "I can't turn on the radio because yeah. all the D batteries are gone." Yeah. Where's my shampoo? Yep, and this There's is a- uh, this. By the way, is one of those. I know we talk about it almost every movie that was made in this era, but 
every parent and adult in this thing <laughs> sucks. They're all bad. They're, they're dumb. So they don't notice anything. Things are happening right under their nose. And they're like, oh, doopy doopy doo. You want some ice cream, kids? Like, they're so but stupid. I'm telling you, if a, if a kid, just this one thing, if a kid made some gunpowder in right. your lab, in your high school, and attached it to a drawer and caused a little explosion, that whole science department gets shut down. Not just the teacher loses their job, which yeah. they now, do then the or same now? day. I'm telling it's... any anytime. Really? And I, we, we had some shenanigans in our science labs during the 80s. Yeah, but did you blow up sh the drawer for the kid no, or any of that? We <laughs> not quite that, but we had some shenanigans. I mean, look, the worst, it, the worst that ever got in mine is... You visited the, the principal and you, and you got talked to, and you might even get in-school suspension, but, you know. We did some things with, like, liquid nitrogen, and we had one kid make a a pentagram on his desk out of rubber cement and then let it on fire and you know like stuff like that but we nobody ever was like i've com I've combined these eight compounds to make and oh it, most unrealistic thing in the movie i would like to just point out is the school's biggest science nerd is also the best goalie in their hockey team f that okay that stop happened. again stop there stop there stop there because this yeah. is one of the places where i identified with the kids so i was into <laughs> no. science and i played goalkeeper for my soccer team for like a long time and goal keeping goal was my jam. It was like the thing that really, uh, I like I was at the time I was a goalie. <laughs> I was I was attract. I understood it, and it, as a kid, it never occurred to me that it was weird. I, watching it yesterday, I right. finally realized, oh wow, this is really unusual. Yeah. For starters, goalkeepers are a strange sort. Yeah, they are. And you know, like you, when you go to soccer tournaments, you hang out with the goalkeepers, and you realize, oh, these are a bunch of weirdos. But, <laughs> but also, You're welcome goalkeepers. If you didn't know, yeah. they know. They all know. Yeah. But <laughs> but also, you're absolutely right. I was shocked by all the things. Like, did you see his bedroom? No kid's bedroom looked like that. Nope. Who? Like, what genius puts an exit sign on the only door in the room? Mm. Uh, I don't know. Exit. Mm. By the way, not to detract, but ironic, I just ironic. found I just found the uh, IMDb photo for this week. Is Al Shirulo? Right. He is a helicopter, apparently. Oh, he is a helicopter. <laughs> okay, hold on, Al. You Shirulo. can't miss him if you go down the list. He's he's You'll full cast. Him. We can't we don't see him in the first uh, half of the cast. No, Al Shirulo. Exactly. You have to do yeah, more. He's a helicopter. How weird. He's a helicopter. That's. I oh, there it is. <laughs> I wonder how he gets credited in all these movies if he's a helicopter. It's funny because he's credited as playing helicopter pilot. Right. But it's like, yeah, that's about the best picture of me they could get. What's he going to see? The captain in your, in your movie? This is what Al Cerullo looks like. Uh, Sorry. Wow. That's excellent. Good. Back to the madness. Yeah, the madness. Yeah. The madness that is the Manhattan Project. So a couple of bits of uh, data here. John or uh, Marshall Brickman is the director and the writer, and what makes him unique in this case is this feels like such a throwaway, stupid 80s movie. But this dude wrote, like, a bunch of really important things, like Annie Hall. Uh, or not Annie Hall. Is it Annie Hall? Hold on. Uh, Annie Hall, yeah. Yeah, and Annie Manhattan. Hall. A um, bunch of other ones. Like, the guy's got, I like... I say the only me. Woody Allen film that was nominated for an Academy Award, Manhattan? Or am, mm -hmm. I, am I incorrect on that? Uh, well, they've been nominated. I don't think they've... It may be the only one that won. 
Maybe that's the only one that so won. What yeah. was his obsession yeah. with Manhattan then? Because '79 Manhattan. Oh right. Yeah. yeah Whoa. Yeah, he's really into it. He also did Jersey Boys not long ago, a couple of years ago, 2014. He wrote it. Um, so the guy knows how to write, and this just feels like he farted and captured it in a bottle. Like, <laughs> I think it, I'm going to say I'm going to say this movie had a lot of really good elements, and I think it just suffers from no audience. I, I can't imagine. Who this would appeal right. to? I enjoyed it in in some ways, and I thought it went along well. It made me feel uncomfortable. And if you were trying to make me feel uncomfortable, good job. Yeah, they did, did do you- that. But the most uncomfortable moment in the movie for me was when I mean, it actually made me squirm. Was when the car was had the thing on it, and, and the and the idiot uh, security guards out there by the crate looking for it, and hearing the like. That actually yes. genuinely got me, man. Like I was yeah. like, but it's, he's, he's old and deaf, right? No, but, but it's such a Laurel and Hardy thing, right? Where yeah. you know, you've got a tree, and the bad guys on one side of the tree, and the good guys on the other, and they look, and it's like mirror images looking around the tree at the opposite time, and then they do back and turn the other way and do the same thing. Yeah. That's what it felt like. And then for him right. to be able to have such a bad time driving that that he really that scene seemed like he could only go backwards and forwards yet the very next scene he's able to steer that thing into a drain pipe that he can't even see right right, right. yeah <laughs> that worked out great on the remote control yeah, I, dude, yeah. Never, jesus never mind that a 17 year old builds a working nuclear bomb he could drive a remote control car side on scene <laughs> That is the most outrageous thing in the film. That kind right of is, yeah. <laughs> Even, I love the scene where it pulls up on one side of the crate and the little driver looks back and forth. Yeah. Like, uh, he, oh, he, he yes. went that extra right. step and added the maybe, added little... It was kind of entertaining, just, though. What if it's just a movie ahead of its time? Because nowadays, he would have had a GoPro on the remote control yes. car mm-hmm. and, and be watching in real time on this heads-up display on the remote. Yeah. It would have been what, a drone anyway. It wouldn't have been a car. It would have been a drone. True. It would have that's flown true. it through the ceiling. But that's what I'm saying. Like All this yeah. film needs is a little updating, and it'll start to make sense. Oh, can you guys... <laughs> I, I, that reminds me. When there's they're on the bus or where... I don't know where they are, but they take the headphone out of the guy's ear who's watching oh, yes, TV this on the bus. moment, right? No, is it's not my gross moment. moment. No. That didn't bother me, but what's what, where'd that, what TV was that? How do you have a big, giant TV in your lap in 1986? I used to have, I used to have one of those little portable oh, yeah. TVs. It had a battery life of 10 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> but it was color and everything. I, that surprised me. Yeah. I did. Yeah, it was how nice. cool is the fact, uh, and jury should love this, the fact that it's promoting action news back in yes, 1980. I, I noticed Wait. that. You would like I, that. I want to ask Scott how, how taking uh, uh, an earbud out of a sleeping gross-looking dude and put it straight in your ear is not the thing that grossed you out. That's not the thing that grossed That's not the grossest thing. I did 12 times hey, this thing grossed out Scott. We're here right now. Let's let's discuss it. Is, I'm, it, I'm, Cynthia, is it Cynthia Nixon's teeth? No, they're fine. She's, okay. Her teeth are fine. Here, here, uh, I'll, I can play a song or a sound that'll, that you guys will know. You want to hear the sound first and then you'll sure. know it's so gross? Okay, here you go. Uh, where is it? Uh, it's called grossest. Oh, where did I put this? Oh, grossest sound in the movie. No, wait, that's not it. Is this it? I think I know. No, nope, that's not it. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Here we go. I found it. All right. So this is the scene, and Dunaway knows because he made a gif out of it. But this is this grossed me out for a couple of reasons. So here you go. Nuclear warheads. All right. Number one. <laughs> you should never. I, how is that a method of getting the concentrated orange juice out of the can by blowing oh, it? Oh, okay. Yeah, I was wondering what that... 
what that came from. But now I hear now that you say what that is, that is hilarious. It's disgusting to do that in the first place. Second of all, you're blowing on it. Everyone's going to be drinking that. Knock it off. That's no, gross. No one's going to drink that. Do you know she didn't? She didn't do anything with it. Oh, she, she did that. Yeah. she didn't start it up or nothing. She's like, nope. No, she's like, I'm not drinking that. Here's, Here's the thing. I just want to explain to the younger generations. So we used to, instead of buying orange juice, like you, when you think of orange juice, you think of something that we didn't used to get when we were little. Yeah. Right. We used to get this frozen cylinder that had this disgusting bright orange slop in it. Yeah. And we would pour it into a pitcher. It would slide out in a in a in a frozen cylinder into yeah. a pitcher yep. and then you'd cover it with water and then you would stir for several days. <laughs> mom, they, you'd this, give up. You know. this mom little... wasn't yeah. about to let you use the blender. This movie is full of shit. Yeah. And you never well, use the blender. Well, you, you know, got to clean the blender. Yeah. The first mistake just... in that whole thing is that uh, the frozen cylinder, once you pop the, once you get the uh, orange juice concentrate out, yeah, right. <laughs> you have to then use that can to fill it four more times. And if you on both sides of that can, you can't do that. Yeah. Right. And don't forget, you got to lick that lid that comes off. Oh, no, you don't. That's always, no. that's always a mistake. Like, oh my God, that's it's concentrated. Never do that. That's terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> yeah. Just listen to that. I, oh my gosh. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I kind of miss frozen orange juice concentrate. You can still get it. I know get you can it. still get it, but yeah. Tina buys like real orange juice, and I yeah, there's gonna I'll be somebody that writes in and says, "Well, it is real orange juice. It's just concentrated and frozen. They take a lot of the water out." Yeah, and you're right, really? and that's fine. And they have other kinds too. You can get like grape juice that way, and you know, there's all kinds yeah. of flavors Actually, you yeah, can get. The limeade, yeah. limeade is great. Uh. Ooh, that sounds all right. Out of a and concentrate? Limeade is fantastic. Oh. Still the best way to get that stuff. Does it have, uh, is it all pulpy and stuff? It is. It's got some lime pulp in there. I like lime pulp a lot. I do not like orange pulp. Uh, yeah. But for whatever I'm reason. I'm with you, Scott. Yeah. What is the deal? Right why why can't why can't all citrus fruits have the same pulp consistency and texture? That's what I'm asking. Uh, lemon and lime both are pretty close. Dear God. Yeah. But, but why is just, orange <laughs> I just appreciated that this movie stops every now and then for these kids to get some vitamins from fruits. <laughs> right. I just, yeah. Every now and, a and then. apple break. And, yeah. 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 Forget that you've uh, got a live so, nuke in your bag. Let's stop for a moment and have some and orange concentrate. Back about the, and really quickly, yeah. I'll throw, uh, throw this out there for, for those of you out there uh, in the listening audience who are drinkers. Go get the frozen limeade. Mm-hmm. Put that in a pitcher. Put uh, four bottles of Corona beer. Mm. And then uh-huh. uh, several shots, however many you want, of tequila, and it makes amazing Corona Ritas. Wow, interesting. Okay, yeah, I'm in. But, but only, but only if you open the bottom of it and go. <laughs> only if you exactly, because you don't need you. You can open both sides if you're doing that recipe, because you don't need to add any water. Yeah, the water right. comes from comes from the other things, the yeah. ice cubes. Yeah, and, you just blow it out. That's what it sounds like. Oh, jeez. Yeah, see how bad. Yeah, that's- <laughs> oh, it's like it's like a. You know what it's like. Yeah, we're mating these cows, and uh, Billy, uh, was, Billy Bob over there is done. Okay, this, great. This was one of the most realistic sound effects we've ever heard, though. They just yeah. recorded what that sounds like. Yeah, no. Yeah, there's no Foley work there. No. No. No, They. It, it's literally, it was probably somebody's Foley idea, and they said, hey, let's just film it, because it's right. just yeah. disgusting. Oh, hey, my while gosh. We're, while we're in the kitchen, uh, l- let's talk about this weirdo and how he makes uh, chocolate milk. Oh, God. Oh, that's right. When he scrapes off the top of that rounded so spoon. Yeah. Those metal teaspoons aren't a teaspoon. 
like yeah. earn a measured teaspoon. Right, right. So to do <laughs> that and then like slice it up and it, you know, come on, you're using that damn nail file for everything, and now you're gonna like you know what? touch my but chocolate you know what? powder with that. That that is precisely how my mom used to measure powders, but and not I with a nail file, wrong. right? Not with a I'm, nail. No, I'm just file. saying that that made total sense to me because that's how my mom used to do it. <laughs> because again, my mom was too cheap to use the blender for the concentrated orange juice. She was also too cheap to dirty a measuring spoon mm. when the measuring spoon when the spoon you were gonna stir well, with was good enough. Anyway. Yeah. You just right. put some in the thing exactly. and you yeah. pour some. You know you're going to be adding more anyway. You yeah. know it's For never sure. enough. Yeah. <laughs> it, that seemed a little. I'd never seen that. That I, I used no, to have a lot of quick. Of setting up, it yeah. was a way of setting up the fact that this is his his go to tool. And he's a, he's a scientist. And I think that's actually a butter knife, right? And he's. And it was. It was. No, I thought it was, it was his nail file, wasn't it? It was to imply. I, I didn't like it because it was to imply, first of all, that he's kind of a, a scientist type. But the yeah. fact that he's standing there talking to his mom about drugs. You need some heroin, mom. Yeah. yeah. Hey, mom. <laughs> How about some heroin, lady? The thing, the thing about all of that is I, I, I know what they were trying to establish. But as Dunaway pointed out in a couple of gifts he made, that and the orange juice blow are signs of serial killer. Like you're a weird. Yeah. You're really right. weird. You're weird. Yeah. And that girl's like um, unwitting uh, accomplice who one day is going to find out this is the wrong train to tie your wagon to. You know, he'd make a great supervillain, though. I would like to write a supervillain around this guy. Well, good he's luck because he's not doing anything these days. That guy did not go yeah, on to do much. That's yeah. how you redo this movie, right? Yeah. If this yeah. movie's ripe for a remake, you just say let's actually make the kid a budding psychopath. And this is kind of the thing that pushes him over the edge. And, and all you need to do is Mm -hmm. add some, some shaking and some sweating to that scene at the end where he's in the, in the lab with Lithgow and you've got it. Killed it. Yep. Exactly right. By the way, he looked to me the entire time drove me crazy. Finally occurred to me who he looked like to me. He looks like Corey Haim and Jesse Eisenberg gotten a smush. And that's him. <laughs> okay. The Jesse Eisenberg is a... Christopher Atkins in there too from yeah. Blue Lagoon. Oh yeah, a little bit, a little bit for sure. But yeah, the, <clears throat> he's like this weird. Like I kept going, oh, what have I seen him in since? Got to be something. And I never could find anything. Now the one weird casting bit. Oh, and I got to find his name. Where is it? Uh, the kid. Here he is, Robert Sean Leonard. He played hmm. Max. I guess Max was one of the nerds. Oh. He's yeah. the buddy. He's from, the buddy that, uh, that she calls to kind of get everything Nerds. together. Oh right, okay, that's the kid. He's yeah. he's most famous from Dead Poet Society. He's the very tragic House. character. He's way more famous from House than Dead. Well, Poets I never Society. watched House, but he okay. from Dead Poet Society. He's the kid whose dad read from that '70s show is such a douche and ends up committing suicide. Do you remember that that oh, kid? Right. Yes. He, he finds all this poetry and then realizes his dad's a dick and then shoots himself or whatever. Uh, that's him, and and that's all I know him from. I didn't know he was from House. Is he good on House? What's the sure. deal on him? I mean, he, he's on. Sure. He's he's on the thing for like six seasons. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't. I <laughs> Somebody never, likes him. I saw Frank. Randy apparently really likes House. I've never seen. I never saw an episode of House. <laughs> it's not me. Everybody, you're the I've only never, one in the world who hasn't the watched. Only, I've, I've only the, I've only watched half a season of House, and I said, I'm, "This is not for me." Yeah. You know why? Because every every episode is the same. House gets mm-hmm. a weird mystery. He nearly mm-hmm. kills the patient. Almost kills them entirely. Blows up their testicles or their eyes pop out. <laughs> and then he goes, "Oh wait, I got it figured out. Let me go take some drugs." Yep. And everyone. And, yeah. Well, come on. I mean, CSI. You know, they do Same the interviews. Problem. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Murder is murder happens at the beginning. A pun delivered. <laughs> opening credits. Uh, whoever they interview at some the twenty-two yeah. at the twenty-two minute mark. 
Yeah. After and then they're going to interview several people after that, but whoever they interview at the twenty-two minute mark is who ends up being the one who did it. Yeah, they're literally guys, procedurals, guys. and so was he. Yeah. But but here's the thing. Here's the thing with with House. He it was always about brain stuff, and that stuff freaks me out. So I don't. First of all, I don't like that. I don't like to find out. Oh, I got a weird tumor, and then. I, I just remember the only episode I saw was the one for, where Felicia Day was bald. <laughs> and that was it. Sorry, Randy. Randy you, had, you had a point. You had a point, Randy. yeah. What were you going to say? Uh, Guys. If we're going to complain about entertainment being formulaic, we need to just <laughs> shut up right now. Close up and go home. <laughs> no, you're, you're right. You're, you're gonna, right. You're going to watch some formulaic crap. You're, you're right. Going. You're right. But there's, it, I've gotten less... Uh, what's the word? But I'm less I'm less patient is, with that stuff these days than yes, I used to. Right. The, the right. question is though, do you like the formula or not? And the house formula, I do not like. Yeah, because oh, I, just, I love the house formula and right. the and it's worth watching to get to the fourth season when Felicia Day appears in the best episode of the whole series. Yeah, so. it's uh, well, okay. I mean, yes, maybe. I don't know. I've only seen that one, but I just know she got <laughs> mad. She used to get mad at me when I'd say, "Hey, you're that lady, the bald lady from House." I'd say. Because no, nice. that's what I do, and I don't think she appreciated it. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Let's move on to uh, this this point, which is uh, this. Uh, the setup time with the canister and all that montage stuff is eternal. They need to – this is a problem in this yeah. movie. They wow. filled way too much time with him working around the place and doing A-team moments and even the it's, musical yeah. stuff where he's being the a student. The whole thing, yeah. it's, it's the – Becoming a nuclear scientist montage. Yeah. Because yeah. he's studying, he's learning all this stuff. He's circling stuff, highlighting lines and books. I don't think you can do this in a couple weeks before the science fair. I think this is like a many-year study project. Yeah. And at some point, I would think during that whole process, you learn what DOE stands for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or yeah. or you know who. What were the other famous <laughs> names he didn't know? That drove me crazy. Right. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um Woodward and Bernstein. Yeah, Woodward and Bernstein. It's like, what? Hello? It's 1986. You know who that is. I don't care who you are. It's very dangerous, is is what they're trying to say. I know how to make a nuclear device, but I don't know shit about nothing else. (laughs) That's right. I don't know know how to make orange juice like a human. Most detectors do. (laughs) Well, they did. The the kid's genius was very focused. It was it was not very broad at all. Yeah. And and the thing that he really didn't get was the you know like the world around him. Yeah. Right. Like he it, it's the movie is trying to convince you that he would have never thought oh when I unveil my nuclear bomb everybody's going to run out of the room and call the cops yeah. like yeah. it never that's supposed to be what he never thought of which is insane. It like, is insane. Like, Completely I, insane. How He's, how irradiated are those? Okay, so okay, so I thought about blocks. this a lot the last twenty four hours. I've been I've been okay. thinking about this nonstop. <laughs> All right, I was absolutely convinced on this watching. I haven't seen the movie in about twenty five years, but I was absolutely convinced that there was a very important sequence coming in the film where we dealt with radiation, and it never happened. And I was shocked at the end. I'm like. Where's all the radiation scenes mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. they freak out? And I and I stopped and I thought a minute. Okay, so we're talking about plutonium. It's a you know it's a very particular thing. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. And it so it I the film makes sense in not getting into the radiation problem. But what movie am I thinking of? Would somebody tell me oh. what's the radiation teenagers movie? I don't know. I can't 
I can't figure it out. Well, whenever Ninja Turtles, whenever, <laughs> whenever I think of this kind of thing, I think of the Rock and those stupid green balls. Um, and yeah. I know they're not radiation. <laughs> and it's but, funny. Yeah. It's funny that green is the you know. Yeah. Uh, fluorescent green is the universal symbol for uh, nuclear. Yeah, something's dangerous. Don't <laughs> touch it. Touch. It's right. green. Exactly. So that that actually made some sense. Um, so they're they're uh, they're generating plutonium, right? So they're like bombarding uranium with uh, deuterons or something. Yeah, I get it. Uh, so they're so they're they're keeping it. They're keeping the plutonium in little tiny bits, and they're keeping it suspended because it uh, deteriorates really fast if you just put plutonium out out in the air it very energetically degrades yeah and and so they're so like i get they're suspending it in some sort of solution that protects it from degrading right yeah right yeah flubber exactly i get that what i don't i don't get where why i know that there's a missing missing radiation scene what is the what is this what do we call that the mandela effect or whatever maybe you got a mandela effect going where it could be yeah Yeah. you're sure it's there Maybe they cut a scene where he was throwing up in the bathroom. Maybe they just so if you get here. enough if you get enough plutonium two thirty nine together, it just uh, go it, you reach a, what's called a critical mass and it starts doing nuclear fission on its own. Yeah. Um, oh, I found that I found that throw up scene by the way. All right, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Which is why yeah. it's in little tiny flakes suspended in a solution. Why do these Why do these flakes suspended in a solution need to be stored in this elaborate cage? With little Lucite uh, yeah. tubes yeah. that each each one is plugged into. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get that. It's and, f- like there were a lot of lab things that bothered me because I used to work in a chemistry lab the first time. We see the lab. There's about two dozen men working in there. I'm sorry. No chemistry this movie lab. movie was like right for Randy. Lab. Right, right. It's too, you, saying, that is a too many cooks problem that they you can't yeah. you don't see that in labs like that. Ever. Uh, and and so on and on and on. There were all, so many things like why are we why do we have the laser in the same room where we're storing the plutonium and all these things. Yeah. But the the fact that we're putting it in these these bottles just so and storing them in these clear walls just so just it just bugged the hell out of me. Yeah. It was all very <laughs> odd for sure. I would have I would have revoked uh, Lithgow's laser privileges like day one. Yeah, Dude, stop. <laughs> turn stop in your laser. turn stop. in your laser key or whatever. I mean, and the kid is just such a genius in there, but I just feel like any minute he's like, all right, laser this and this that, and now I can sure. make a nuke, and then well, I expect in a mini minute to go, oh, I think I made a poo poo because I don't know anything else about life. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, the kid's able to. The kid is able to do something that I think would take hours, like adjusting several mirrors to have a laser yes. go right yes. towards a, a yes, <laughs> hole he's torn in the wall. You would turn on the guiding light, and then you would walk around the room for days trying to get it to go where you want. each one. It's like, oh, crud, I moved that one. Now it's not pointing at this one. Crap, all right, I have to start back over. I mean, but that's movie magic, right? We, yeah, but to the film, that, but right? to, to the film's credit, it did feel like it took that long. Like, oh, it was oh, way too and then long. The, and then the, worst, <laughs> then the worst science in the movie, the worst science in the movie is that he cuts through the wall with a laser that cuts through that big carbon plate earlier. Yeah, oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> Everyone in town would see it because it would fly <laughs> right through the forest yep. and into yeah, the... Yeah. Neighboring hillside. Yeah, they didn't talk about the the four dogs and three chickens that impaled on its way out there. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I do love that idea. Like, I did a cartoon a long time ago about Mario's mushroom, the ones you miss when they come out of the pipe and you Mm -hmm. miss it, it just goes off and you never see it again. The idea that this thing's just traveling through town, like past people, like what the hell is that? At the very least, it would have set the forest on fire. I'm glad there was a rainstorm going on. It's very convenient because it would have burned. 
that for us. I have a green laser yeah. that I try to use with the dog because dogs are funny with lasers, you know. And she right. she doesn't see it. I can't figure out what the deal is. I guess they is maybe it they, it's green. Is that why? Because colorblind. She can see yeah. uh, the red lasers fine um, yeah, and right. chases it, but she you do it with the green, and she's like, I don't know what the hell that is. Shouldn't even mm-hmm. think there's anything there. I don't know why I brought that up. But there you go. Uh, hey, by the way, yeah. worst puzzle ever. Uh, puzzle ever. John, oh God, John Lithgow brings genius what boy. The hell? Oh, right. Yeah, the uh, the the little roly ball puzzle. You got to get yeah. all four balls into oh. each of the four corners. Yeah, what was Spin. that? That doesn't make you smart. It makes him lucky. He slammed it on the table. <laughs> that was dumb. That was so dumb. Look here, look here, look here, Kid Giver. If you don't stay out of people's glove boxes, I'm going to kick your trash. <laughs> Kid Giver. That's a good name. Yeah. How many? How Giver. many glove boxes? Okay, I got to ask a question. And his, and his magical nail file. Yeah, yeah. He, he was in. He was in and out of so many glove boxes. I don't know. It was a lot. So there was there was more glove. I wanted to know what that was yeah. supposed to represent. Anyway, um, I, I want to. I have, a, I I have ask, a bit there. Oh, I want to yeah. ask Randy something first before we before you give us your bit. Uh, you say you had this car that this girl drove. Um, uh, no, hers is newer than mine. Hers is like an okay. eighty-five. Mine was like an eighty-one. All right. Okay. I say so. Around that time, uh, uh, did did we have uh, separate keys? I mean, I know we had car door key, and then an ignition key. But did we yes. also have a third key for? Yes, glove the glove boxes? box key was this little. What thing. was this, wrong with us? This little the 80s. tin key. It was. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Key. That seemed really odd to me because I don't remember having that. But then again, well, I mean, my car. I had a '76 Maverick. I drove in 1986. Maverick. So in '86, I'm driving this 10 year old piece of garbage. And it didn't have that. It did have a Mine gas caster. What color was yours? My God, I had a locking glove box in my uh, Volkswagen, my Volkswagen New Beetle from just a few years ago. Most those Germans. <laughs> they don't trust well, anybody. Locking glove <laughs> box now, but I mean, it all. I just have one key for everything. Yeah, my yeah, boy. yeah, yeah. It always uses the same. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't. Like you can't. The the valet key doesn't right, right, right. Um, right. retract into the thing, and it and it doesn't open the glove box. The valet key, what's that? So you got a valet key, a separate key that you give to the valet guy. So your normal key, at least on the Volkswagen, on my new car, uh, or my current Kia Soul, you've got a key fob, and you push a little button, and the key metal part flips out of it like a switchblade, right? Oh. Oh, okay. You got that. That makes sense. Work with me here, because that's the easy thing. The valet key doesn't have a little pop out it doesn't have any buttons on it it just looks like a normal key with a a rubberized handle on one end and the metal sticking out of it right. and that one you can use just to start the car and to lock the door from the outside okay mm-hmm. that and makes that's sense you keep with you that you give to the valet that makes sense that way you've also got your key so that if they lose it or something you're not screwed i'm so mm-hmm. done with keys when i'm gonna be to op- tell my car open you can't. Box. Well, some do. You so, just use your phone now. But so yeah. after watching this movie, I th- I had this thought. Everybody is keeping everything important, including your passcode car <laughs> yeah, card, yeah. in their glove compartments. Apparently, right. the glove compartment used to be the most important place in the world. I thought, oh no, what am I keeping in my glove compartment? So I went outside <laughs> and I opened up the glove compartment in my car. Yeah. And I did a little assessment. Here's what I found. Yeah, all right. Tons of napkins. Yeah. Always. Air always. pressure gauge. Yep. Mm-hmm. The two different lug keys that keep people from stealing my wheels. I don't know why there's two. Which, I, which never... you will lose and hate yourself <laughs> yeah. forever. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and if five you're... missing pages for the world according to Garb. <laughs> <laughs> right? uh, I found several CDs of Blizzard game music, and I found every receipt from yes. every trip to Jiffy Lube that anyone has ever made in the history of the universe. Yeah. Glove boxes that's, that's definitely what, have, have cannot. Uh... 
morphed hey, no, over time. Use my glove compartment to break into anything. Yeah. I defy anybody listening to this podcast to let us know that they actually have gloves in their glove compartment. Yeah, true story. <laughs> oh, really good question. Actually, I'm uh, trying to think. Like, when did we stop keeping gloves in our glove compartments? Well, when we quit driving. When we quit having driving gloves. Yeah, what? It, like the, the 20s or whenever the hell that happened. <laughs> And was that like was that the only thing you stored in the glove compartment? Because it was the glove sure. compartment, yeah. right? Don't put don't put the the uh, tire pressure gauge in there. That's the glove compartment. I can tell you what's in mine. Mine is a half-assed manual for the car. Uh, a broken <laughs> manual. Yeah, like with pages ripped out. It's just out, not like good. It's just not a good manual. It's a piece of crap. I don't know why they made it. And then in there is like a, a not like not an an... IKEA diagram. <laughs> I would like to I would like to know what an ass manual for the car is. A not entirely working uh, air gauge, and then the other thing, I have a lot of uh, Taco Bell packet sauce packets in there. <laughs> Why do you put them in there? Just throw them in there, because you know, uh, you're like, oh, wow, they really gave me a lot this time. Throw them in the glove box, but done. How do you put them in Are there, you, Randy? Because sometime you're going to go to Taco Bell, and they're not going to give you sauce, yeah. and you're going to get a mile away. <laughs> oh, no, I've got the sauce. Yeah. Sometime you're going to go to McDonald's. And you're gonna be like, oh, you know what this could use is some Diablo sauce. Yep, yep. Yeah. Let me tell you what happened to me once. I got so in traffic once. I I had to do two things I would never swear I would do normally. I peed in a bottle because I couldn't get out. Had to oh, pee so worse. bad. And I is this bottle large enough? I, I ate have. I ate three packets of Taco Bell sauce and two packets of ketchup in the car because the, I was starving. The bottle. <laughs> I want you to know the bottle never feels large enough in the moment. No, that moment, no it doesn't. Think, I'm going to end up with this, and it's oh, not going to be enough space. <laughs> yeah, it was a 16-ounce bottle, and it went right up to the end. I mean, I think I had to hold it toward the end. Plus, it's a little tiny opening, and, you know. Oh, my God. It's rough. I, and then first thing it is, I got back. I put it out of my neighbor's car because I like teasing her. So oh, her name was Sally, gross. and uh, she's the only Sally I've ever known. Anyway, I walked next door, and I said, hey, look what I got. Bonk, put it on the back uh, thing Mountain of her car and walked dude. away. She was, like, so <laughs> mad at me. Anyway, yeah, pee in a bottle, eat your ketchup. You'll survive. It's good advice. It's good advice. Oh, so one more bit of car question. Did you guys catch the uh, DeLorean in the neighbor's yard? Yeah, in the opening. Yeah, I did yeah like in the opening, there's a little DeLorean in the, in the neighbor's yard. I'm like, why didn't Psychopath steal that? I mean, he stole everything else. Yeah, why not? <laughs> and he kept acting like all the, that's the other thing about his stealing is he never acted like he, he acted like the whole time it was just his it's his playground. Like, well, whatever. It's my stuff. I get to, you know, yeah, that's the pathological part. But yeah, that car was there and I read. So I saw it. And then when I was reading trivia later, it pointed it out and said, this was clearly a nod to the. Uh, previous year's release of Back to the Future. I'm like, well, no. Also, there were DeLoreans around, you dumbasses. Yeah, Everybody exactly. DeLorean. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah, it. and there's yeah. not really there's not really a good thematic connection between those two movies. No. Like, maybe uh, sure no. the people making Manhattan Project probably went and saw the movie and liked it, but that doesn't you know there's That's not an like expensive thing to try and just get for your film to as yeah. a nod to another film. Yeah, there's right. no reason well, and to the do nod, it. I get what's the nod fission, Mr. Fission. I don't know. I just, and if it was a yeah. nod, why didn't they make it like prevalent? I mean, you could, I yeah, just barely, right, I just happened right. to catch it as it was going by. I was like, wait, was that a DeLorean? Was that? I'm not even sure they planned it. I, it may no, have just freaking been there. Yeah. 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 It's like yeah. saying, Oh, hey, oh, uh, look at all those these guns moves. were, those guns they had were a nod to the Godfather. <laughs> Or they like got a, guns, right? Every movie I've seen with a Volkswagen bug in it is a nod to the Herbie movies. Nope. No, they're not. They're just driving around, you know. Hey, 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 can hey, hey can I ask a question? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, hey. Jim. Go ahead, Carrie. Hey. Carrie, go ahead. Why? Hey, so, uh, you know, um, so psychopath is in his kitchen 
and his mom comes in with John Lithgow. Yeah. And he's been cutting up cantaloupes. So was that kind of like an American Pie moment? And he got caught, you know? <laughs> was he like trying to? I, this have the sex thing of like yeah. cutting up those cantaloupes. Oh my God! I've got to hide these. He's going to figure out that I've stolen <laughs> nuclear right? material. That's crazy. I'm just I'm cutting up some cantaloupe. Yeah. It's more. It's less American Pie moment and more a moment of Richard Dreyfus uh, arranging the mashed potatoes to look like Devil's Tower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the way, did you guys see the teaser for what? For the new one. No, there's a new third... Close Encounters. There's a new yeah. Close Encounters. Shut up. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm into what? that. When's this happening? For real? Uh, I don't know. This is the teaser the other day. Let me see. I'll find the, I'll find the video. How many uh, 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 third kind or the, how many kinds are we at now? The fourth kind? Uh, we, uh, four, four and a half. Dude. Hold on. You've got me all excited now. Close. Close Encounters. encounters. The third kind is flying back into theaters. Oh, just oh, the original? No, that's Wait lame. Who cares? And that's what I was thinking. Wait a minute. The teaser was all teasing me like there was something new coming out. You just yeah. told me this is a re-release. Screw yeah. you. It got a, oh, let's see. Now look at Close Counters, not only a pivotal film, blah, blah, blah. Okay, it's not, it's not a reboot or a sequel or anything. It's just the old thing. Jeez, Brian, well, you got me all excited for a minute. My teaser's I, fun, if nothing else. My, my wiener moved. Now I'm... Let's get, let's get <laughs> back to this, this movie's weird relationship with sex. Because the whole film... You have you, you you basically have Cynthia Nixon coming on to our main character, yeah, and trying to initiate. She's like, over and over, she's like, "Hey, let's go from first base to home plate right now," <laughs> and he he doesn't even kiss her back. He's just like, lo- like for every teenage boy that's ever existed, that would be the end of the story. That would be it. He would be sequestered in a bedroom for the rest <laughs> of his life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand this movie. Why why this movie keeps doing that? Yeah, I love doing that. It was its favorite thing mm-hmm. to do to you. It wanted to bug you. <laughs> it's make, doing it to me. It wanted to make, <laughs> wanted to make your, your well, life hard. Uh, so, what was the other thing I wanted to mention? I made a, I have, there's a great quote here. I wrote down. I wrote quote okay. Everything he does looks like total bullshit to me. Is what I wrote. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think oh, I can see but- that. But you you didn't think it was beautiful that he constructed no. such a lovely device? No, like no. wow, salad bowls. Yeah. And he yeah, came up with he, a how did he get up with that a plexiglass case around the whole thing? Oh yeah. yeah. Like it was it wasn't bullshit at all. That that thing was gorgeous. <laughs> I, it's some kind of miracle that he made this thing. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. It's weird. No time to kiss. Gotta make nuclear device. Yeah. He was always wanting to make out with her though. That was a that was always on the menu. For sure. Everybody was wanting to make out with her. The nerds, the security guards, yeah. him. I think his mom was into her. I don't know. Was... Oh, that reminds me of the other trope. Those other nerds at the at the thing, at the science fair, uh, yeah. turning right. from... <laughs> the lone gun or the four horsemen. Thank you. There you got it. That's it. Yeah. There's always those guys. They're like the kids in E.T. Yeah. that want to help Elliot out at the end. It's just like, right. this band of misfits are going to get this job done. I'm like, you barely know him. You don't know him at all. In fact, in fact, this entire time he's lied to you about hamsters, and now you're just gonna like throw all of your young lives away, really legally, by helping him. That was so, ugh, so contrived. It was it was really bad, and it made you wonder what were they pitching this as a film for preteens? Like preteens were gonna come see this and and identify with the nerds that are gonna go up against the army. Yeah. What? I don't remember. I, I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember this. So this is we're now living in a PG thirteen world, but this movie was yeah. PG. I think is it PG thirteen? Yeah. yeah, I think it was PG. Uh, it is. Yeah. It had the one use of the f bomb. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to ask about. Do you, that seemed odd to yeah, me. Yeah, you could that get away could, with one. Can you do that? That was PG-13. But could you do that? And I don't feel like 86, we were doing F-bombs yet in PG-13. No, there was they, one. Did they re-rate this? Because PG-13 didn't happen until Red Dawn, right? Which was... No, was that was, but that was like 84. So okay. this is this is definitely post that. Yeah. This, is, this is 86. Yeah, this is definitely yeah. 86. So, you've, so you're definitely in that area. Let's see. I'm going to try to find the rating here. Oh, PG-13. Yeah, I got... I, I, I don't know. I mean, now you can get away with two efforts, but I feel like I, I feel like it was always just. You can a, say it in a kids' morning show now. I mean, come on. I mean, it, it went from like some PG movies had boobs in it, and cookie you know, I want F and cookie. But it felt like F was. Oh, I'm glad you said that. He, this director, Mar, uh, Marshall Brickman, Brickman, yeah, Brickman. Uh, he directed the Muppet Show: Colon Sex and Violence, a TV movie in 1975. Does anyone know what that is? No. Is it like it sounds, almost sounds like this. a uh, documentary or something? Uh, it says the original Muppet Show pilot. The guests included seven deadly sins. It was called Sex and Violence. Um, I'm reading down here. Jim Henson, Frank Oz, all those guys. Well, I mean, some of the earliest, uh, some of the earliest uh, Muppet stuff or Jim Henson stuff was on Saturday Night Live, which was supposed to be edgy and and raw and that sort of thing. So before it became a kids thing. There, there probably was a, a consideration. Oh, do we take this down a, a blue satire route, or do we take this down a, a children's television route? Yeah, maybe they made the right choice because it wouldn't have lasted yeah, long totally, if they had to stay totally at adult. Made the right choice. Yeah, <laughs> but the fact that it's called Sex and Violence, the Muppet Show, Sex and Violence—that's crazy. It's crazy yeah. to me. Anyway. So he's got that in his resume. I would like to see it. Yeah, I'd see I it. would really like to see it. <laughs> I would it's see on it. YouTube. Congratulations. Okay. All right, you can see it I'm now. I'm going to watch it. Turns out YouTube is here for you. Uh, I've got a load of clips here. Let's uh, play them. Uh, for example, I got this one right here where uh, it's the plutonium deal. The purest plutonium in the universe. Pretty, isn't it? How do you know that? How do you know that's the prettiest pl- or the best plutonium in the Okay, universe? you don't. <laughs> and secondly, no scientist would actually say this. Yeah. But even what, if he did. Which isotope of plutonium is it, John Lithgow? Yeah. You would definitely call it by its isotope number. Yeah. Plus how many, you know, planets and other heavenly bodies have you been on where you can verify that this is the best plutonium <laughs> At least, At least one or two rocks from the sun. Well, sure. I, <laughs> I actually, that didn't actually bother me. That, that, that purest in the universe did not bother me at all because they had... Because, you know, he knows that plutonium degrades a ton. It's really hard to keep it around. You have to take extraordinary lengths to have any anything approaching 100% purity. Hmm. And so, like, I, I get that. Like, unless there there is a civilization somewhere else in the universe right. making pure plutonium, which, well, you know, he's saying there's they're not as good as us. Yeah. Like, I, I totally get that. Well, but in an the, infinite universe, that, I think that there's a good chance that there's another guy named John Lithgow, except in that one he has a he has a mustache in, in this part. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only difference. Uh, let's see, separated? What? Oh, I don't know what this is. Here you go. My husband and I are separated. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, no, you know what it is. Every time Lithgow made a weird noise like this, <laughs> I tried to capture it. Um, good. Because it made you think of Third Rock from the Sun, right? Well, here's another one. Oh wait, wait. Okay, and here's another one. <laughs> all right see he just keeps making these weird sounds and i don't know why that is he's a weirdo i like i like him that's, but that's his acting it. style he just doesn't do it as winston churchill thank no. god oh yeah. gosh he was so good in that he was so good yeah. uh all right i found a clip here this is uh ibit on his date his prom date trying to impress Yay. his date you're trying to impress her here okay 
So this All is right. what you say to impress her. I just cut through a steel plate with a beam of light. That's pretty, uh, I'm surprised she didn't <laughs> wow. keep going out with you because that's wow. impressive, dude. That's how good I am, yeah. baby. That's, that's great. Um, I can I can I compliment the film on having the the principal actors actually in the shot when a real laser cuts through a real carbon plate. That was cool. That's pretty cool. I yeah. was I was surprised that they did that, but I mean, uh, clearly someone with access to some real good equipment like gave them the mm -hmm. opportunity to to film that. Mm -hmm. like, I, I that I. I I don't know why it just blew me away when I realized, oh wow, they're actually there. They're actually, you know, like it may have been a dummy switch that he threw or something, but they're like feet away from yeah. this little stunt. It wasn't like um, I always expect that stuff to be in, in this era anyway, like hand drawn, uh, kind of like we saw in the Last Dragon deal with the fighting at the end. It's like I always expect them to be frame by frame animating those kinds of effects, but no, this was a straight up laser. And it looked yeah, really they good. Just went, they were in a real lab doing the thing. Yeah, my dog watched the movie with me and said, "I don't see anything nah. here. I don't see a thing." <laughs> uh, here's an awkward conversation. No, 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 not that. Here's a robot thing that made me laugh. Oh, that's uh, lubricating oil for the robot. Robot, come robot. on, robot. robot. Yes, robot. Come on. Where are robot. you? Where are you from? If you say robot, I would uh, like to know. Veronica's house. I don't know. Yeah, something, something like that. I have no idea. Was that a? Is that a? a my dad said robot, but I never did. Or won't. I refuse um, to. Is it, is it a New York thing? I mean, Lithgow is from New York State. Right, Robot. right. They were in Ithaca, so, right? I don't know. I feel like it's just wrong, and people should correct people when they do it, because this should never be Robot. Come on. Robot. Mm -hmm. It's it's Robot. All, There's no that's, you. That's how it was in the 1940s and 50s. No. Like, that's how people said it. Yeah. Not even that, because on the day the Earth stood still, what year was that? Because she says Robot mm. in the in oh. the little thing, in the little uh, in the movie. It depends. That's why my, my point is it's, and maybe they Randy's right. Maybe people, some people think that second O is is pronounced like the upside down E. Oh right, schwa. <laughs> is that what that's called? The what? What'd you call it? Schwa. The schwa. Is that called a schwa? I think it's called a schwa, isn't oh, it? I don't know. That's what I'm gonna call it. Schwa. The schwa. The schwa. 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 That's a fun word to say. Yeah. Here's an awkward conversation. Well, uh, thank you very much for dinner. It was very stimulating. What? Are you leaving? No dessert? Sorry, I have a date. Ugh. <laughs> With your glove box. Sir. <laughs> I'm going to go stick it into the keyhole of your glove box. Did I already? Oh, yeah. All right, we played that. I'm not playing that again. Uh, here's, uh, you know, yeah. all, all John Lithgow wants to do is get with mom. Just yeah. let him get with mom and get out of the way. It seems like he did. The, like, kid, the kid seemed to be wanting to make room for it. But also no, used the kid, it to... the kid goes on this vendetta, uh, like this evil... It's amazing how you can see in that scene. You can see the kid realizing, I hate this guy. I'm going to ruin the world oh, for some reason. I got the opposite pro uh, impression. I thought the whole time he was trying to say, yeah, here's, I'm going to sneak away. Now you guys are alone. And like you, I felt like he wanted them to, to find each other. He was very I busy was, stealing things. only with the end result of keeping him occupied while... Oh, yeah, while we go rip, Ma while we go show him your boobies. In, yeah, break into his car. It was breaking and entering the glove compartment. Dunaway, did you just say, "Mom, show him your boobies"? Is that you said? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Classic. Wow. All right, Zap your gonads. Says Classic this. Oedipus. Here's your uh, security guard talking about gonads. Need to go in there, Charlie. They got stuff in there that zaps your gonads right out. Gonads. He calls them gonads. gonads. Yeah. Robot gonads. The single, uh, the single uh, hardest thing for me to get past was the fact that 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 second guard was able to find more lug nuts 
I have oh never God. been to find a free lug <laughs> nut in my life. Yeah. I've never I, seen one sitting around somewhere no. by itself. Knew, nope. I knew there was going to be a joke shot of her going, oh, they were in my pocket all along. Yeah. Right. When once the time had elapsed, mm-hmm. why didn't that happen? Yeah. So, it would have it helped me a lot. I just want, when she was running around saying, get your hands off me, I wanted lug nuts to go flying out of her pocket and like just <laughs> yeah, yeah. <gasps> scatter all nuts. over the floor. Yeah, that's people, what I wanted. People who make bad movies, people who make bad movies don't anticipate what we're paying attention to. Yeah, right. no, they're not. Story. Well, especially, yeah, especially this show. Uh, here's another <laughs> yeah. set of, I thought were some of the grossest sounds in the movie. It's not a gross moment, but the sounds are gross. So here you go. It's him squeezing the the shampoo into the thing. And oh, just... into the into the bottle. It almost sounds like somebody walking on a gravel road. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. It sounds like well, whatever. Old people doing it is what it sounded like to me. <laughs> How would you know? I don't know. I, it's all my my huge collection of granny. They call it granny porn, don't they? Yeah. yeah Here is uh, I don't know. I don't help me understand this phrase. Help me dissect this. Here you go. Uh, you know something? This jack isn't gonna work. This jack is Mickey Mouse. What does that mean? Mickey oh, Mouse. it was like a common something phrase. That's flaky is is Mickey Mouse. It's yes, yeah, flaky, small, like, uh, inconsequential. Your, yeah, your spare tire is usually like, uh, oh, that's a Mickey Mouse spare. Really? Yeah. I would yeah. like to believe Never that there are that. people listening to this podcast in upstate New York going. How do you not recognize this accent and phrasing? This is all normal. It must be. I've never heard it. And you guys are all have all heard it. So I'm in the... Well, I remember my dad sometimes saying something was a little Mickey Mouse. He'd say, ah, it's a little Mickey mm-hmm. Mouse, isn't it? But, but I don't remember saying a thing is Mickey Mouse. Like, this jack is Mickey Mouse. trivial, insignificant. Ironically, yeah. I say things are jacked now. So something is <laughs> wow. Backwards. Yeah, Jack is Mickey Mouse. That Mickey Mouse is Jack. Yeah, that Mickey Mouse is jacked, dude. And I would even say, oh, this Jack is jacked. That's what I'd say. Yeah. Uh, here's a creepy dude talking about girls in a way you probably shouldn't fire this guy. Don't let him work there anymore. Here you go. That's some sweetie, huh? Come on now, you're a married man. Hey, a man can still have a little snack between meals, can he? Not when she's 16, you douchebag. <laughs> yeah, she's 16 or 17. We're led to believe that he's like 25. Yeah, right. maybe. Maybe. Yeah. And that's okay oh. when she's 25 and you're 35, but not before, you weirdo. Right. I, I mean, she was flirting with him pretty hard, but I didn't need this line. The line doesn't help the movie at all. It's like just... a little statutory rape snack, <laughs> am I right? Yeah, it's just <laughs> gross. How's that coffee? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a little sugary. And by the way, by the way, if you I, I will guarantee you anyone who is a professional security guard would tell you they are constantly aware if someone is trying to manipulate them. Yeah, if a complete absolutely. stranger comes up to a security guard and makes idle talk, they they start their their, you know, radar turns on like yep. they start looking around for where the oh pardon me but my got a flat tie yeah could you help me can i please come into your secret nuclear facility <laughs> 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 all right i gotta cap that one out that's pretty funny um here's some music this music was all over the place yes i hate it i hate it, I love hate it? it? I love putting music for. They were putting C4 together in a uh, 
but in Scott, the bowl, and then blowing up a tree, and they're playing yeah. that music. Yeah. So you great. loved it. You loved it when it was in this, this movie's sister movie, E.T. No, because in E.T. it was John Williams, and he knows what he's doing, and 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 it's uh, the right moments. This thing was the weirdest so choices. Why do I feel jaunty when he is making a mass murdering device? It it's weird, but I, I kind of liked it. <laughs> he feel jaunty. <laughs> Yeah, Man, this movies. device that could kill three million people in a blast radius sure makes me feel jaunty. <laughs> this, this movie so ripped off E.T. And the, the moment when you really feel it the most is when the army shows up at her house and just barges in. Yeah. yeah. Just like, oh, wow, E.T. should have sued them. I know my rights. Yeah. E.T.'s not a real person. It's like your grandmother's, your grandmother's throat was slit. <laughs> it just doesn't fit. Uh, uh, Lithgow so making another sound. Oh. Okay, there's that. <laughs> uh, this is an odd reference. What's the problem? Was he sexually abusing the hamsters or something? Yeah, you little piece of shit. Just, Wasn't that, that was Roland, right? <sighs> yeah, it was Roland. Roland's all. Roland is like the best. Oh, I like Roland, like actually. Yeah. I hate yeah. it. Robert Sean Leonard? That's his name, right? Uh, yeah. No, yes. yes. No, Max, Max was Robert Sean Oh, right, 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 Max. Yeah, the other guy, I don't know who he is. He was skinny, weirdo dude. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's a wiener. Uh, all right. Here's this is gross. I invented a way of using insects as a dietary supplement for humans. All right. Just eat them. Oh, That's yeah. what you do. You eat them. I made a condom out of a Ziploc bag and some staples. <laughs> 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 Whatever, MacGyver. No kidding. Uh, all right. I found another clip that Ibbett's mom sent me. It's uh. This is overheard at uh, Ibbett's prom hormone, uh, or sorry, about it's something about his, they were trying to explain why Ibbett was having problems. Okay, so here it is. You'll have to excuse him. He's got a hormone imbalance. There you go. I almost gave away the punchline there. <laughs> He's got more than that. Uh, <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Here's the line everybody seems to remember from this movie. People were quoting it on Twitter to me when we said what movie we were doing. Uh, so here you go. I never thought I'd say this to anybody, but uh-huh. I got to go get the atomic bomb out of the car. Where'd you put it? The glove box? There was no no more obvious moment that I thought, as soon as I go to MD, IMDb and look at trivia, it's going to say, Matthew Broderick was considered for the role of this uh, film, and Corey Haim was considered for the role of this film. Yeah, it didn't happen. I'm amazed that there's none of that on here, but it feels like that was that was written with like... Yeah. So, yeah. Many, of these, so many of these people went on to have careers, except this kid. Which kind of bums me out. Yeah. I found some modern day pictures of him. He looks happy. He looks Val like, Kilmer in this role. Oh my gosh, Val Kilmer would have been great. But that's yes. just real genius again, right? Same that deal. is real genius. Yeah. Yeah. Mother Only, Dick with the big brain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dick with the big brain. Do you know what a, you know what, a, you know what they call her? Oh, never mind. What, what? You know what the brain is part of the. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Here is uh, Fraser's dad. Don't try my patience, boy. Come on, Paul. Get that stuff into the typewriter. What's that over there? Excuse me, this is a private room. Who are you? My name is Jennifer Anderman. My father's a lawyer. Good, you're going to need him. Niles, what are you and Daphne doing in that room over there? <laughs> I can't hear him without Mahoney makes every movie better. Yeah, he does. I like him. Speaking of which, and I know it's not, we're not nearly at the uh, Star Trek connection part, but th- was there anybody else that thought that the guy who was shooting the syringe of uh, Data, sodium pentothal, yes, didn't any, did anybody yep. else think it was Brett Spiner? You know what my I very next it. clip is called? Sounds oh. like data, in fact. Here, I'll play okay. it. And it you... even then looks like data, yeah, too. Yeah, let's all, or before I do that, Scrutiny. just another example of 
<laughs> Frazier's dad. We've seen him now twice, I believe, on FilmSec. Anyway, here you go. It is the guy that sounds like Data. And for a minute, I thought it was Brent Spiner, like for real. Yeah. Uh, so here it is. Just to relax you, to help you remember. It sounds just like him. I can hear it now. And it looks like him, too. Oh, my God. You look at this guy, and he's got a lot of the same facial things, except he's super bald. And I'm thinking he's probably, um, uh, you know, like, would have been 65 during Next Generation. Like, how, way how older. That was, was super bald, anyway. I mean, oh, how's right, that between? I guess I'm super bald because I don't have any hair on my head. Yeah. But he's uh, he had just the sides. He had the Costanza going on. Yeah. Nice. You and I are sharing the same brain lately. That is exactly right when you said that. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's my very next clip. And I heard That's data funny. as well. Yeah. He's totally yeah. he totally sounds like him. I mean, listen to this one more time. Next thing just you know, you're going to start completing each other's what? <laughs> sentences. Hold on. Listen to this. Just to relax you. To help you remember. Especially that part. To help you remember. I remember. And he's got that same kind of crooked Brent Spiner smile. It's just I I had to look at all of the the cast and say that has to be brent spiner yeah. he looks like brent love- spiner had a uh, it's a like a brent spiner john hodgman sandwich that guy he looks just like him. <laughs> i i love the idea that some general who found himself in charge of a stateside like uh you know like energy investigation unit or something uh has to go track down what might be a nuclear device and he's like making a phone call mm-hmm. talking about okay so we're gonna need uh we're gonna need about 50 mps uh, do you have the guy who has all of the torture chemicals and syringes? <laughs> Bring him. Like, I'm going to need a desk lamp. Yeah, That was the most impromptu yeah. interrogation room I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> Apparently every hotel has an interrogation That's room. Right. Yeah. Uh, like uh, hit him with the Gideon Bible. It's over there in the drawer of the. Uh... <laughs> yeah. They always come clean when you hit them with the Bible. Always. That's right. That's their deal. Uh, okay, a couple final clips. How about, let's see. Oh, this is a short one. Hi, Mom. Don't get crazy. I love how quick he just says don't get crazy. Like, she's just the first thing she's going to do is get crazy. So, well done. Uh, here's a bomb joke. Paul, did you build an atomic bomb? Only a little one. I like that. It's pretty funny. Bam. And then this guy sounds like he's talking about wieners. This is unit one. The package has arrived. <laughs> and it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Very euphemistic, that guy. With what right. he like do, do they really need to talk in code? I mean, everybody knows what's going right. on. Yeah. And there's no way they would have given him the assignment unit one. Yeah. Unit one? No, you're not unit one. You're like unit seven. Yeah. At the, at the highest. I agree. Uh, well, that finishes those. And that means this. It's the film sack checklist, which goes like this. No way that Ford Escort would run that well. Check. <laughs> Take that, Ford Escorts. Uh, science kid knows nothing except, except science. Yeah, uh, Check. And Fraser's dad. Check. Uh, Star Trek stuff. There are a few. We got Timothy Gerhart. Gerhart, rather. He's the relief guard. And TNG played a bunch of characters in Redemption 2. Uh, multiple characters. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Lieutenant Commander Christopher Hobson. I take it back. One guy. Stephen Markle is uh, an interrogator. Oh, he's the interrogator. Oh, my gosh, this is hilarious. In TNG, he played Kova Thal in the third uh, season episode, Allegiance. So straight up, he's in Star Trek as well. That's really funny. It's too bad he didn't play Noonien soon. That would have been awesome. Yeah, right? Yeah. I always always, wish that the lore character or some of these other alternate data things were not just Brent Spiner again. Yeah, over and over and yeah, over. Yeah, I would have liked that. Um, let's see. Robert Schenkahan, he's a government aide in this in TNG, played Lieutenant Commander Dexter Remick in the first two season episodes. Uh, or sorry, in first 
in two first season episodes. Dan Butler was a SWAT dude in Voyager, played stealth, an imposter. <laughs> dude. He was briefly Tom Paris in the episode Vis a Vis and is best known for his role as Robert Bulldog Briscoe on Frasier. So he's back again. Ah. Uh, yep. All these Frasier connections. Really? Weird. And soundtrack grading, we get an MF for montage friendly. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I actually wrote down sounds like previous movies like War Games and E.T., only not quite the quality. Yeah. You know what? It's the whole, you know, adults are stupid kind of thing, but it really backfires on the viewer for this because like, no, listen to the adults. The adults, the intelligent one, dude, (laughs) quit acting like an idiot and turn that thing over. No kidding. I'm sure we rooted for this kid when we were all younger or kids like this, but uh, nowadays, I, I, I absolutely did. He was like my hero when I was younger than him watching this movie. Mm. And I remember absolutely hating John Lithgow. And I don't know why now I I can't, I can't access why I thought John Lithgow was such a, a bad, except I think, I think I'd been taught as a kid that like nukes were bad and and yes. people like him were trying to ruin the world and so I come in with a prejudice and then he just confirms it the whole movie. Yeah. And that's what this movie was. It was to say it's okay by any means necessary uh because this is what you have to do, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, Didn't that's like my it. thinking. Um where where the hell was I? Sorry. Oh, I know where we are. It's uh it's uh, time for the uh the Twitter post. This is where 140 characters or less uh, you guys have an opportunity to sum this film up. Let's start in traditional order with Randy. What's the movie called? The Manhattan Project. <laughs> John Lithgow just wants to get laid with Jill Eikenberry. Christopher Collett just wants to get laid with Cynthia Nixon. This is what men do. They make a bomb. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right. Sure. Why not? Uh, I'll... <laughs> Also, sorry, Randy, you are there on Skype, right? I just want to make sure yeah. that... Okay, okay, okay. Just making sure, because you really... You not, no, I get the, the joke. I get the through? joke, but it was so effective that you, in my mind, you actually vanished, and I'm just, I just that, want to make sure. I don't know. That joke was so fast, it drove on by. Yeah, no, it was good. Okay, yeah. It was good. I enjoyed it. But it did blow the horn. Huh. Meep, meep. Huh. This, uh, this was one of those times when I felt like going first meant I got to make the joke about the movie being a bomb. Okay. <laughs> Well, I was trying to connect that to sex. I liked it. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I was trying to connect it to, no, wait, how is making a bomb a sex thing? Hmm, how do you do mm-hmm. it? Uh, Brian Dunaway, you're next. Okay, so I wrote two Twitter posts. One of them I wrote is an American, and one is a Russian. What do you want to hear? <laughs> the, the Manhattan Project. Like asking, what motion detectors are for? You know what they're for. You know. <laughs> they're detecting you know. for detecting motion. You know. There you go. Uh, <laughs> finally with us, or finally, not with us, uh, finally his post, it's Brian Ibbett. All right, my, uh, I've got a robot arm here that's going to be writing my Twitter post this week. <laughs> the Manhattan Project. <laughs> oh, I've run out of characters. Nice. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny because when I was watching that scene, that's the kind of scene that makes you pause Netflix and go, how long is this movie? Yeah. Because if, yeah. it goes forever. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, if you're making me watch a two hour movie and you just gave me five minutes of that, I'm going to kill you. I did it too. I paused it. That's about the time I paused it. <laughs> I wanted to see. I was like, oh gosh, we're not even to 50. We have still like a, an hour and 10 minutes left. Uh, all right. Well done. Uh, I've got, oh, uh, just handed to me here. We got, uh, I'm told this is the alternate titles. These almost happened. Uh, 
the bad acton project that's number one uh, that got turned over uh they didn't use it nor did they use wrong science get it like weird science but wrong <laughs> yeah yeah it's like Very wrong good. science i wish they had a fatal oh, lady there was a third title i thought of uh, there that, that i heard of uh called nuclear physics in the city <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's good that's actually the best one and damn it i can't i'm sad i didn't think of that that's really good <laughs> Uh, all right. This is how about this is Noth the nuke you're looking for? Okay, probably not that. Read him his Miranda rights. There you go. See, we can keep going. Uh, email got an email. This came to us from Alex. He sent it to filmsack at gmail.com and it reads like this Hey, Sackers, I'm a recent fan, but I've been sorry, have blown through some of my favorite and least favorite uh, movies you guys have been sacking along the way, all the way back to episode 26 and 2010 listening to the one about Mortal Kombat and working my way up to Lost in Space. This has turned into one of my favorite podcasts as I feel like Aww. I get to relive some old memories about terrible, great movies from my childhood and then get to listen to friends talk about them afterwards. With all of that being said, please, 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 in caps, sack the 1997 masterpiece of total poo we call Spawn with Martin Sheen's <laughs> pure assholery and John Leguizamo's Surprisingly good creepy clown, and the trope per scene percentage makes this movie perfect for you guys. Thanks, Alex. Alex, boy, do we have some good news for you, buddy. No kidding. Our no. next film will be Spawn. Uh, the 1997 Yay. Spawn. Yep. Um, I remember going to that movie in the theater with my friend, uh, Andrew. We were super stoked. Uh, both you know, fans of the comic and everything. Mm-hmm. I loved uh, everything McFarland did, and that movie sucked so it's but it sucked in a way that i i just felt like you know since we've been doing film sack it just always felt like this was going to come someday we were gonna get to this right. one yeah yeah so it was like about, tim burton's batman for its time kind of uh, sort of eight years ago scott and i sat and talked to todd mcfarland and before we did we were both like okay so that movie sucked we cannot Meh. like we can't talk about that movie too much because yeah. we're gonna end up talking about how bad it was yeah that was that was a fun combo, you know, back when mm-hmm. the other person was sane. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, yeah, <laughs> we <laughs> we uh, we very much look forward to this. So, cape technology, the cape CGI technology on on display here is going to be something else, man, because good. it's good for the time, but I don't think that looks good now. We'll see, but yeah, Spawn deserves a reboot. Spawn, and I think it's getting one. I heard somewhere that there was some work going on, but. Spawn deserves a, a, a good telling of its story. Uh-huh. It's a great, I, I think it's a great comic. Um, I think it, it's worthy of more than what they got. In fact, if you want to see something really good, and if you have HBO Go or now or HBO in general, you should check out um, the Spawn animated series that was on HBO. Mm-hmm. Uh, not for the kids at all, but it's uh, extremely well done. It's like little, cool little mobster mini stories, and it's extremely well made. Anyway, so that's coming up. And thanks, Alex, and those who've been asking for Spawn forever. It finally spawned on Netflix. <laughs> That's uh, going to do it for us. Filmsack.com is our website. You can visit it and talk on the blog and hang out and whatever. Find all the links you need. Everything's there. Filmsack.com. You can leave us voice or uh, emails at filmsack at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter at Filmsack. It's going to do it for us. Oh, and, and check, by the way, if you want to see the live Filmsack that we did and do the visual version of it, if you head on over to nerdtacular.com, you'll find a link directly to it and you can see the raw footage of us has good sound quality shows us on stage doing all our clips and everything. So definitely worth checking out. 
Yay. Uh, I think that's it for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Mm. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.